this match day 22 picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's US-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. The guys just dropped their bonus behind-the-scenes episode of Sean winning 200K, plus this week's picking prize is a free $250 Super Bowl square. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon to join today. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is, let's have a look, oh, it's the 1st of February. New month, everyone, Thursday, February the 1st. We are here to have a look over, frankly, all manner of stuff that's happened since we last recorded on Saturday. And make picks for match day 22, which goes from Saturday, which is Saturday, Sunday, I think. It's an old uh, shoehorned into two days, which is good. Joining us, joining us from uh, Nottinghamshire is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Barry, how the hell are you? I'm all right. Uh, there is a Monday game this week. It's over three days. Man City Brentford is on the Monday, Morgan. Well, you're saying so. Do you know what it is? I looked at that. And, and uh, in fact, uh, we normally message each other and say, should we do the Monday night game or should we not do the Monday night game? Um, but I thought, I don't know why I thought that was from a, a leftover uh, week. Well, OK, I'll get to that in a bit. Not a problem. Um, just to, you might have noticed that I started the stream when I said I wasn't going to start the stream. I forgot to play the... The what's it, the little Can't 60 think. second to give you a chance to go and have a cup of tea and sit down. Um, all because we're, I'm still watching the end of Wolves v Man United because we're sweating generally just Man United not winning. Um, as, as a fan, but as a better, we're looking for your Lamina yellow card, um, treble to land. And just as I was reading all that shit at the start, um, man, you made a break, foul on the edge of the box. And I was hands in the air, and it was Cunha, I think, not um, not Lamina. So we got seven minutes left. Um, but I'm behind. I think I'm probably behind you because I'm on the dodgy stick. Um, so, yeah, spoilers. Uh, welcome. Only a fools have scored. Um, this is a busy show, Baz. I had some bits and bobs to talk about from stuff that happened last weekend, but I don't think we've got time to talk about them uh, because we've got all manner of stuff to get me. We've got, uh, we recorded on Saturday night. And basically I want to talk about the picks because they were okay. Uh, we had some winners, uh, so we'll make room for them. Normally if they're shite, we'll gloss over them. But we've got four different um, competitions uh, 
uh, and tons of winning picks to review. But uh, anything particularly pressing, Barry, for you to tell us about? What, non-football related? Or Whatever you like. Anything. No, not really. I've got, non, I've, got a, I've got a half-decent non-football related story, but I don't think we've got time for it, Baz. We'll do it on Sunday when there's nothing but FA Cup replays to look at. Oh, well, I've got um, pickled onions, Malcolm. Oh, what about them? I'm just eating them all the time. Mate, I could easily have gone down that. I've been uh, on the same thing. I'm on the same pickled onion. I'm looking to the yeah. left now, and I've got four empty jars on the bench. Wow. That's from, like, the last week. Four no, jars. Are you eating the same kind, or do you like to mix it up? Just the same ones. It's a funny shape on that one. See that one? Oh, well, it looks a little bit like your winkle. Um, <laughs> I, uh, last time yeah. I went to Hutchies uh, down Brighton Grove, where I'll get me fruit and veg and etc. They've got, I think I've mentioned this before, they've got a little room out the back that's like the middle aisle of Aldi. Like, just for no reason, they've got this room, which is all fruit and veg. And then out the back, honestly, it's like they've just pulled the name out of a hat. But they also get, like, happy price stuff from places. So sometimes they have loads of Marks and Spencer's cakes. The last time I was in, it was pillowcases, if you remember. They just had, like, 400 pillowcases, all, like, pillows. Um, but pickled onions, they've had Heinz pickled onions, Baz. Two jars for a quid, the big ones. Oh, but, whoa, hang on. What are you celebrating, Baz? Spoiler. Is it a yellow it's card? A, it's a spoiler. It's not the yellow card, Malcolm, so you oh, know what no, it is. Oh, no, Wolves going to equalise. Oh, where's Frank? Go on. Wolves or Lee Smith, you absolute twat. You spoiled it in the chat. Sarabia's <laughs> got it. Bend it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we got to celebrate that goal three times. So I saw you celebrating it, then Lee Smith spoiled it, and then I got to see it. What a result. Oh, that's outstanding. Has um, Lamina took his shirt off? <laughs> uh, Lamina hasn't taken his shirt off. Someone should rip Lamina's shirt off on his behalf. Um, oh, where's Frank and everybody? I feel sorry for Man United fans, really. We, uh, that, honestly, they should have been five or six ahead. Wolves weren't in this game at all. No, um, awful. We'll, we'll, we'll handicap a lot of these games, Baz, because we've got so much to talk about tonight. Um, we'll hand, uh, mention the midweek games. Um, and things that have happened in them as we go through the games for the weekend coming up. Um, oh, he's on side, he's miles on side. But yeah, we've got four different competitions basically to appraise Barry since last Saturday night. And plenty of winning kit, uh, picks. So a good bit of housekeeping, Baz, to round off the FA Cup stuff from last week. Um, Newport County plus two and a half goals. What an absolutely great pick that was. That was like finding money in the street. Um, and before I've even, I made these notes this afternoon. We're not even talking about before Man United have thrown away a two, uh, a two goal lead today. What an absolute embarrassment for them to throw away a two goal lead against Newport County. I mean, we've seen them do it in the Champions League every week. Um, oh, oh, that's all right. Um, and, but for them to get 2 0 up inside like 15 minutes and be cruising, just control the game, there's absolutely no excuse. Um, so that was shite. And in the FA Cup, I also hit an Acker, Barry. Uh, took 149 shows. This is our 150th episode, Baz, by the way. Congratulations. Um, I hit an Acker, which was Newport, Norwich and Maidstone, all to score a goal. However, yeah. oh, the fuckers have scored. Yeah, have I? Oh, <laughs> shit. 
Well done, Lee. Didn't spoil it that time. Callum did. Oh, that's horrible. Um, yeah, Newport, Norwich, and Maidson all scored, which hit my six to one acne. Um, I did them all to score over half a goal, but they all scored twice, Baz. So if I'd back the over one and a half, I mean, I worked that out with a 64 to one treble, uh, unfortunately. Um, quickly dip into AFCON because I'll be honest, we've read that absolutely beautifully, Barry. We faded the North Africans, if you'll remember. Uh, all toast, gone, the lot of them. Tunisia and Algeria didn't make it out of the group. Egypt were lucky to make it out of the group, didn't make it beyond that. And then Morocco, who were tournament favourites, got bounced by South Africa. So our 10 to 1 picks, Nigeria, and now the 13 to 8 favourites, Barry. Um, they're the only team who were odds on to win their quarter final, the 7 to 10, to beat Angola. And then our 100 to 1 shot, Skinny, are into 12 to 1, Baz. Uh, they play Congo in the quarterfinals. So that was exactly the thing with these 100 to 1 shots, that they'll definitely get a run out of them and you can lay them back. And then we head across to Asia. Um, my pick on South Korea. They were a bit lucky to beat Saudi, equalised last minute, won on penalties. Uh, but they're into 11 to 4 and they are favourites to, to, to beat Australia. And then my other 100 to 1 shot, Jordan, um, came from behind to beat Iraq 3 2. And they're now even money to beat Tajikistan in the quarter final. So the 10,000 to 1 double lives on, Barry. Uh, Guinea and Jordan alive and kicking um, into the quarter finals. And then hit the Premier League this week. I'm a bit disappointed, Baz, because I'm going to finish six out of ten when I was six out of seven at one point. The last three I've missed. I missed the two tonight and then the late game last night, the Liverpool game. Um, so, yeah, that's gravely disappointing. Um, but profit there, 13 and a half units from my 10. Um, my goal scorer hit, which was Ollie Watkins. And I had the perfect Tuesday, Barry. Uh, I had four out of five. Now, people might say four out of five is not perfect. What I lost was Aston Villa to beat Newcastle, which I picked. So Newcastle would beat Aston Villa. So four out of five with uh, getting Newcastle to lose wrong is the perfect um, Tuesday. So I think that's all the housekeeping done there, Baz. But yeah, we had some we had some good picks. We were hoping to celebrate a 45 to 1 card treble for you tonight. And Lamina hasn't gone near anybody so far. No, it's been disappointing on that front. Yeah, we got the first two cards in. It was uh, Polinia and Branthwaite. Um, who both got booked in the first half of that game as well, came in really easily. I got a nice 10 to 1 double actually on the two of those. Yeah. Um, but then rolled up onto uh, Sarabia, uh, not Sarabia, Lamina tonight. So it would have been about another 40 to 1 shot all in, but uh, it wasn't a be. You're taking three yellow cards at 40 to 1. It's nice to get a run onto the Monday, onto the final game. Uh, we had a chance. It happens in the, right, in the right order, didn't it, for your sweat to get your first yeah, two in, it. Uh, and then to be able to literally sit on the edge of your seat all night to me. Because it's not like even if a team's 5 0 up or 5 0 down, the possibility of a yellow card remains at all times. Like that never goes away. Yeah. So, other a, than that, there might be. people on it as well, I think, in the few people messaged on Twitter and what have you got amongst it was, them. Yeah, I know Lee had uh, got, it, got on it and a, and a couple of other. No, was it Lee? No, it might be someone else. A few, a few people had mentioned it anyway, so a few people did get on it, but. Yeah, we got to run out of it. But uh, yeah, as you say, he never got close to anyone tonight, unfortunately. Uh, I would say, um, you pointed out that we've done well on the African Nations Cup, I would say, to be fair. Um, we's doing a lot of heavy lifting there because it was pretty much all you. Um, I didn't... Uh, I, my, my African Nations record has been pretty poor. So uh, I'll give you the credit where it's due, Malcolm. You've 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 nailed it. Um, it's, uh, it's a team effort, Baz. 
it's a team I think we uh, there's no iron team and all that. Yeah, I mean we but we picked Cape Verde and like the actual original pick was Cape Verde to win the game at even money. Um and then you chirped in with the goals angle, which we kind of all <laughs> fell in love with a little bit. Um, and I really, I don't know how they didn't score more goals. Uh, it was a really good game. And they did win at even money, uh, but only won 1-0 with a late penalty. But the AFCON has continued to be great viewing, like absolutely brilliant viewing. Um, it's been a really good tournament for the uh, Portuguese territories, uh, for some reason, Cape Verde, Mozambique, Angola, uh, all the old uh, Portuguese enclaves. I don't know what that's got to do with anything. Um Who's in the chat? Lee, Callum, we've said hello to. James has just pulled in. Good evening, Slick Rick. And Riley was first in. Um, so, final whistle is gone, has it? No? Yes, it yeah. is. Man United have won. Well, that's all right. Um, uh, the All-Prem this week, Baz. Any good, bad, indifferent? How did you go? Um, indifferent, really. I had both losers tonight. Um to be honest, fairly unmemorable. A lot of it I have to go back and see what I took. My goal scorer treble had Brighton let me down. 4 0 Brighton getting beat from Luton. That would nobody seen that coming. Um I had Bournemouth to score two tonight, got off to a good start with an early goal, but they didn't get a second. Um Liverpool Chelsea draw was nowhere near. I'm sure we'll talk about that game in a bit. Man City was hard. Yeah. I took Man City to win by three. There was a few people took Man City to win both halves. And then Burnley go and get that goal in garbage time and at 94 minutes yeah. or whatever. Just to kill everyone's bets. Um so yeah, not not the greatest of weeks for me. Um I took Chef United on the double chance. They got off to a good start. And then, you know, that that turned around. So yeah, it wasn't wasn't a brilliant week for me in the Premier League, I'm afraid. Okay, well, um, luckily, Baz, you can get back on the horse immediately because, like I say, there is a full programme um, there this weekend. Saturday through to Monday, we can start after I've told you first about the SGP Patreon. Um, Sean and Ryan just dropped this month's bonus episode, the story of Sean's 200k DraftKings win, which is a beauty. Um, and the Patreon pick and prize is a free $250 Super Bowl square. Um, plus access to all the picks, sheets, and exclusive channel on Discord. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon for a little bit of that. And Underdog Fantasy, you've got a great way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and football. Pick higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats. Cash in. You can even get up to 100 times your money with some spicy plays. Um, we're going to throw out some uh, graphics at the weekend. We need to see some Underdog stats and um, we're going to make some picks. So watch along, make your picks. Maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with a promo code. We've got our own promo code here, so anyone stateside can do us a favour. Um, and it's PLGP, uh, Premier League Gambling Podcast. So the promo code is PLGP. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code PL. GP. Right, okay. Premier League weekend starts on Saturday lunchtime with Everton taking on Tottenham. Uh, line movement report, Barry. I handicapped these games yesterday. Everton were 17 to 10, are now out to 19 to 10, uh, plus 190. Uh, the draw was 5 to 2. It's drifted out a little bit. Um, it's now plus uh, 260. So 
what, 13 to 5, and Tottenham are into 13 to 10, where they were 14 to 9. So plus 130 um, from plus 155. So a little bit of movement on Tottenham. And I can see why, Barry, because my instinct immediately said Spurs. I looked at that, looked at the prices, and just thought Spurs. And then you just start looking around for things to talk you out of it, and I can't really find any. Everton are terrible. They're really shit. Like, it's annoying that they picked up the points that they did. Um, and you know they're going to be bad for ages. And then in April, they'll win three in a row against three terrible teams and they'll get themselves out of the muck again. Um, they haven't scored in three league games now and lost to Luton in the FA Cup in amongst all of that. Um, Tottenham had a bit of a mad one against Brentford. The important thing for me here, I think, is that Seven games in a row now. Tottenham have scored two or more. Um, Spurs team total here to score over one and a half goals is plus 110, 11 to 10. But if they do, if they score those two goals, I can't see Everton keeping up with them. I don't know why they would. Um, so yesterday I was buzzing with the price, 14 to 9 plus 155. Um, I think the books have watched Everton and Tottenham over the last couple of nights. And they're, like I say, they're into 13 to 10 plus 130. But if they get them two, if they cash that 110, I think they're going to cash the 130. So I'm happy just to take Tottenham as a plain old money line bet, Baz. Yeah, so very much the same as me uh, and we've landed in the same place. Um, I've put, to start with the positives for Everton, they're unbeaten in two league games. They've kept two clean sheets in a row uh, with back-to-back nil-nils in the league. Uh, but they have got, on the negative side, let's look at it, they've no win in five league games and just two goals scored in the in the in in those games. To run that scene and drop back in the bottom three, so the pressure starts to ramp up again. Um, and at home, they're not much better, just one win in the last five. But that's similar for Spurs, mind. Away from home, Spurs have got one win in five as well. But the Spurs form generally has been good. I think they've dealt well with without Son, whilst he's over in Asia. Um, Madison's back now, which is a big boost. And I, I thought the same as you, just a very easy start. Spurs are just a good price with Everton in such poor form. And I've done exactly the same. I looked at the goals. Um, it's actually minus 110 now for Spurs to score two. Of course, more. yeah, that little bit of line would mean, do that. Minus 110 for them to score two. And I thought exactly the same as you. Well, if Spurs score two, I just don't see Everton being able to keep up with that. They've scored two goals in the last five games. So take the bigger price, take the plus 130. So for me, Spurs to beat Everton at 13 to 10 also. Well, Baza, a team ride for exactly the same reasons. Tell you what's weird. I've just turned the old dodgy stick off now to direct more internet into my laptop. And Sky Sports has come on the telly, and it's deadline day. Um, yeah, so well, we should be talking about all the transfers, and precisely nothing has happened because Sky Sports is eating itself eventually. It's always going to happen. Uh, and the Premier League rules are such that either people aren't allowed to spend any money, or they've got no money, or they're scared of spending money. Literally, I was thinking things go around the screen. Bayern Munich have signed somebody on loan from Granada. That's <laughs> two different countries for a start. And someone you've never heard of going on loan from two different countries. That's the big news. So that's where we've got to on deadline day. Unavoidable. Uh, get the darts on. Callum's absolutely right. You know, what channel's that? 401. Uh, there we go. PL darts. All right. Yes, Callum, well done. 
Yeah, um, I mean, the, the rate was on the wall, as you say, for the Americans who are listening, probably don't realise. Transfer deadline day is quite a big day over here in the past, historically. Everyone oh, looks forward to it. I think I've taken the day off work before. Like, Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just to sit in front and watch the headlines going all day and, and the rumours and they'll have reporters at every ground and he's might play, this player might be going there, this player. You got up this morning and you knew there was going to be nothing. And as you say, it's all FFP related. Clubs can't spend any money. And Sky must be furious because it's their big day, isn't it? Everybody tunes into Sky Sports News on transfer deadline day. And today, nobody give a shit because you knew nobody was going to say anything. The most that was going to happen was, I don't know, Bournemouth signed someone. Um, Burnley have just signed someone on loan from... Villar have signed someone from Rogers from Middlesbrough. Um, but nothing, yeah. nothing of any note. Um, a very, very quiet January transfer. And it'll be interesting because normally at the end they have a ticker as like how much money's been spent in January. I'd love to see what the comparison is to last January where um, teams like Newcastle and Chelsea were spending. Um, I mean, if you remember the peak, you'd have them all in their yellow ties and all the birds and the yellow frocks. And then do you remember like Jim White would turn up in his car and they'd like follow him in like he was Harry Styles, like uh, it was absolutely madness. Um, and it's all the bloke standing outside the Everton training ground with someone shoving a vibrator in his ear and all that. <laughs> I mean, that, that was great. Um, but yeah, all there, uh, all gone. It's eaten itself. Uh, Brian is in the chat. Brian, good evening. How are you? Uh, next up, we go to Brighton and Hove Albion, uh, who take on Crystal Palace. Uh, Brighton are 11 to 18, minus 163. The draw is three to one. Crystal Palace are nine to two, Barry. Yeah, it's Brighton currently in that place where I just don't know what to make of them anymore. From one week to the next, you just don't know what you're going to get with them. So early in the season, we could at least predict there'd be goals every week. Um, it was both teams to score. It was over three and a half every single week. And then recently, they took out those back-to-back nil-nils in the league. They followed that up by a ridiculous 4-0 defeat to, Lund- uh, to Luton the other day. So there's no, no goal in the last three league games now, Brighton, considering they're supposed to be one of the most exciting teams in the league. Um, absolutely bizarre. The cup games for Brighton recently have been the usual stuff. Uh, they've had a 4-2 and a 5-2 against Sheffield United and Stoke. So I just don't know where you start. I think I said last week the nil-nils were definitely the anomaly. We're not going to see suddenly this defensive... Brighton. Uh, I did think Brighton would also find some goals, which they didn't. But the over two and a half was the right play for me in that Luton game. I didn't expect Luton to get all of them, but it was a winning play. Um, I wasn't. I just. I think. I think I've probably got to go back the same way again, and it contradicts the head-to-head form a little bit because the last five in a row between these two teams, it is a derby game. Allegedly, um, we look at it and think, how can that be a derby? They're miles apart. But anyway, it is their uh, their derby. The last five of these have been under two and a half. And four of the last five, Malcolm, have been 1-1. So let's see if you've been brave enough to go there with your 1-1 of the week. Uh, I'm no, not. Okay. I'm going to book the trend. I'm going against that. I'm going to go over two and a half goals here at 7-10. Um, a little short one. But I just don't know what else to do with Brighton at the moment. So I'll just take Brighton v Palace to be over two and a half goals at 7-10. The Nova's League Vars. What was it this week? Eight? Seven? Um, so I told eight you last night it was seven of eight. Um, obviously, the Man United game, so eight out of ten in the end, yeah. Eight out of ten have gone overs, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I've got some things to say about uh, old Roberto De Zerbi. Is he Roberto or Robert? Roberto, isn't he? Um, yeah, Roberto. Yeah, circus act. Um, he should be stood on the side with a top hat on, like in a long red jacket, like making a bear dance on a hot plate or something like that. Bloke's an idiot. Um, like, all right, boss, what's the plan? I ah, just go out there and piss about. Are you sure? Yeah, do what you want. We're not bothered. And like, it's absolutely, it's negligent what he gets up to. Here's the thing, Baz. He's five to one, second favourite to be the new Liverpool manager. Fucking hell. Under no circumstances are they going to give him that job. If you've got £50,000 or whatever, go on Betfair, Liam, take take him. How much was that? Yeah, 10 grand profit. Um, Send me your grand, keep the nine grand, have a lovely time with it. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's the stupidest thing I've ever, ever seen. Um, so obviously they were 2 0 down after four minutes against Luton. But did you see the, uh, like, this, the makeup of it? So people think that they scored first minute and the fourth minute. Luton scored after 20 seconds, right? By the time they pissed around and celebrated and all that, they then kicked off again and scored after 40 seconds. So it's, it was 2 0 after four minutes, but it was even worse because they literally scored two goals in 60 seconds. Well, oh, absolutely ridiculous. Um, They've won five of 11 at home. The last two home games have finished nil-nil. Uh, sorry, the last two home games, one was nil-nil and one was 4-2. <laughs> so what are you going to do with that? Like, where do you land? There, there. So I don't want anything to do with Brighton. It was impossible. Um, Palace did the only thing they can do, a home win against a bad team, um, with Alicia and Ezia scoring. Didn't we pretty much say that last week? That is their, that's what they're capable of, and that's what they did. Um, so I can't take either side so bad. I, uh, I dipped into the props. We did promise, or I'd, I've got an omission to to um, use some of these stats, sites, and props markets. And last week I went under on the uh, sorry the Forest Arsenal corners. I smashed the granny out of that. I gave you Forest under three and a half, finished on two. I gave you Arsenal over six and a half, it finished on ten. Or I gave you the Arsenal handicap. Said so just pick one of them three. Forest two corners, Arsenal ten corners. So I've gone back into my stats, Baz. Um, Brighton have had fifty-four cards in twenty-two games, two point four five yellows per game, sixth in the league. Palace only had forty in twenty-two, one point eight one yellows per game. So a fully 0.64 yellows. Um, Brighton are worse offenders than Palace on the card market, um, but for some reason they're five to six here. Um, with a one-card head start. It's a three-way market, so you can lose if it's a tie. Um, but Brighton get more cards than Palace and a one-card head start. Five to six, minus 120. Brighton on the card handicap, Barry, uh, is going to be my play in that one. You having a bit of that? It's a right smile on your face. A little bit different, but I, I like it. I, you know, coming out with some different stuff these days. I tried it with a Newcastle game. We had chances for a late goal in that game. It didn't happen. But I also tried on that Man City game with a uh, with the shots in Man City, Newcastle and a paid off. So, yeah, delving into a few different things. Sometimes there's there's games where you just have to look for something different uh, because you don't want either side of it. And I think this is it's a fair fair place to to try and find something different. Yeah, I'm not looking like I said. I'm not looking for it kind of uh, on purpose. But I had nothing there. I didn't want Brighton. I didn't want Palace. Uh, the odds were all horrible. Therefore, as, a, as an alternative, I'll then go into the uh, into the cards market. Saturday at uh, three o'clock, 
Uh, 10am Eastern time. Burnley will take on Fulham. Uh, Lee, tell us what you think about this in the comments. Uh, Burnley 2-1 uh, underdogs at home. The draw is 23-10 uh, to 10 plus 230. Fulham 11-8 favourites plus 137. Um, Burnley 3 wins in 21. You can't take them at 2-1, unfortunately. One of the three wins was at Fulham on December the 23rd, where they won 2-0. Um, Fulham have won one away game out of 11, so the 11 to 8 doesn't appeal there either. Um, it was really hard to find any patterns in terms of uh, both teams to score. Um, a sort of like over two and a half, stuff like that. Um, I did find a pattern, Baz, in the both teams to score market. Um, now, I don't like this pick, but I'm making it purely on the numbers. Um, so I've got a little bit off kilter again. I'm letting this is hashtag science, Barry. Got nothing to do with me. Um, both teams to score no in six of Fulham's last 10. Uh, both teams to score no in five of the last eight um, for Burnley. Um, so I'm going to go both teams to score no. It's 21 to 20 plus 105, Barry. Yeah, so I've got a pick based on the numbers as well, but definitely very different to yours. Um, as you say, hard to make a case for either. Neither team has a win in the last five games. I think Burnley arguably have, have had the hardest set of fixtures between the two. Uh, they have come up against Spurs, Liverpool, City and Villa in the last five games. Um, though Fulham's last five includes the two cup games against Liverpool as well, to be fair. I thought there were some decent enough trends to the under two and a half goals. Um, for both teams, that probably helps you. It's the reason why you found that stat there. But I'm not taking any unders at the moment. It's an Overs League, Malcolm. We're not having it. Overs League, um, I'd wrote down here 30 goals in eight games so far. That was before tonight's games where we've had another nine. So we've had 39 yeah. goals in the uh, 10 games um, this week. And as you say, only two of them went under two and a half. Um, as you've pointed out, there's very recent form for a lot of these fixtures in this this weekend slate, the reverse fixtures were played over Christmas for a lot of them. Uh, and as you said, ben, Burnley won 2-0. Looking at the stats from that game, Burnley were behind Fulham in the, the XG, shots shots on target, possession, corners, everything. Fulham were ahead of them. Um, but like you, I, I don't feel I can make a case for Fulham away from home in, in their current form. Um, corners gone corners um, Fulham corners in particular and the reason is as follows they average six corners per game uh, Fulham across the season and the line here for them to get six corners is six to four plus 150 so a good plus money price is a starting point now they played Everton just the other day how many corners did they get against Everton Malcolm? 15 corners okay, now that's a lot uh, they played Newcastle in the Cup, a game where Newcastle were pretty comfortable throughout. They got 10 corners against Newcastle. Um, and in the reverse fixture, where they played Burnley a few weeks ago, they got eight corners against Burnley as well. So their average is above the five and a half. The last two games have absolutely smashed it. 25 corners in the last two games. And in the last head-to-head, -head, they hit eight. So there's plenty of stats which tell you the corners bet is a good one here. And it's obviously then... A ladder opportunity, isn't it? We love a ladder when it comes to the corners. So, That's start off with Fulham. Over five and a half corners at six to four. Um, 
over six and a half corners is 11 to four. And I think that's a brilliant price for seven or more corners. Going from six to four, jumping to 11 to four on bet 365 for one more corner. Seems a massive jump. Um, so the seven or more is is one I really like. Um, eight or more is nine to two. Nine or more is eight to one. And 10 or more, 14 to one. So the pick is Fulham corners over five and a half at six to four. But I'll be going up that ladder. Seven or more corners, eight or more, nine or more, and 10 or more. Getting all the way up to 14 to one for the 10 or more corners. Um. 150 of these shows, Bass, has turned us into right nerds. Like, on show 12, episode 12 of this, uh, I'm going to p- pick them at 7-1 to because the centre-half's hair's terrible. That was like where, that was the level we were throwing shit out early on. And that was sitting here giving corner stats and all that, honestly. Uh, it's the ugly face of uh, ugly face of gambling here. Um, we move on after, I'll tell you about cuts, the peer-to-peer social betting app, uh, 40 states um, in the U.S., uh, tons of fun social features on there. Kramer uh, has been cleaning up, um, getting his bets out on cut. Low fig and fully customizable odds. You can create your own bets. Uh, you'll get cash back every time you bet against your friends. Uh, so cut allows you to list almost any kind of bet. So it's great for the Super Bowl coming up. Get your anthem bets in. Uh, I love an anthem bet. Get your uh, first first kick to be a touchback. All that malarkey. Um, Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform. US based, available in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And Hall of Fame bets helping us win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season. Uh, with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. And put any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets Parlay Optimizer. They'll hit you with things like uh, legs. It's broken down by leg. Expected probabilities. Um, Sold players by hit rate. Give you which players are hot. All that sort of good stuff. Uh, so stop betting in the dark. Um, join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hfbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Uh, Saturday afternoon, we will crack on. Uh, three o'clock kickoff is uh, a game I will be at. Newcastle United take on Luton Town. Newcastle are two to five, minus 250. Uh, the draw is seven to two, plus 350. Luton are six to one, Barry. Yeah, so. Um... Let's just start by pointing out, Mark, and that's back-to-back away wins for Newcastle. Yeah. Um, well, when I when I said we wouldn't keep losing away from home, and you kept your back Fulham, your back Villa, and you told me come back, Sunday night when we've been hammered by Fulham and by, hammered by Villa and all that. So just to point out, uh, I am back, and and we did win back-to-back away games. Must be the first time this season, I assume, because we haven't had more than two. Well, we've only won one, so it's pretty hard to win two yeah, in a row. We've, we've had cup games, haven't we, as well? So, we, you know, one of them was a cup game, to be fair. Um, if you look at the form lines here for each team, in terms of looking at a five or six game spread, uh, Luton do feel like there should be the value here at six to one. Um, even on the road, they're unbeaten in four. They've won three of the last four on the road. Uh, that does include... Two cup games within the four. Um, but I haven't... I'm not in a position to take Luton as an underdog yet. I do feel like Newcastle might have turned the corner. Um, I don't think we were particularly brilliant in either of those two games, but we were 
fairly comfortable in the end and, and got got through them. I thought we played really well in the game before against Man City. Um, ultimately came away with nothing. But I think the performances have been better. Um, at home, we know we're generally stronger. So I think Newcastle uh, will win. They're a short price. But I also think Luton will score. Uh, I think Newcastle are going to need to score a couple to score. So Luton have scored in nine consecutive Premier League games now. And against good sides in there, Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, all conceded at Luton. Um, I'm going to take Newcastle to win. But both teams to score tagged on with it. It's 15 to 8. So Newcastle will come away with like a 2-1 or a 3-1. Uh, I take a 3-1 correct score here. I'm not sure what price that is. But the pick for me is Newcastle to win and both teams to score in the game at 15 to 8. Newcastle have been much, much better, Baz. And it was nice just to be reminded um, of what they kind of used to look like. And it's not that long ago even. Um, it's only sort of October, November time where we're still knocking out great wins at uh, Man United, Man City, PSG, all that sort of stuff. Um, on the eye test, they do look back um, to, to somewhere near their best. Isaac missing is going to be a big problem. It leaves Newcastle without this recognised centre forward. So I think Anthony Gordon will have to play up top. Um, with with Almiron and Murphy on the wings. Luton are doing great. Um, really good to see, actually. They're out of the bottom three with a 4-0 win. Um, but I think Newcastle's back four are really well designed to deal with Luton's aerial threat. Um, it is land of the Giants in there. You've got Big Dan Byrne, Shea and Botman. Uh, and they're defending really well lately. Uh, they defended really well against Villa. Um, Newcastle have been great at home. And you're right to point out that Man City game. You might just you could look at the red on the stats and say, oh, it's down as a loss. But we were good in that game. Um, and the, the games around it. And for our Americans here, I know now this is a cultural thing, Barry. Uh, the fact that Luton won 4 0 in this country would see it as a positive. So, well, Luton have won 4 0. They're in good form. They're going to be confident. Uh, they're going to be full of beans. It's a letdown spot, Baz, if you're in America. If you go and win 4 0, they're all, they're all too excited. You can't win the next week because you were too excited. Uh, so it's a letdown spot. I think we're going to uh, boss them, Baz. Um, Newcastle, I'll take your 3 1 because I've got Newcastle on the handicap. Uh, minus one and a half. Um, it's 11 to 10, plus 110, Bazza. Uh, next is the tea time game on Saturday. Sheffield United take on Aston Villa. Um, Sheffield United are 17 to 4, plus 425. Draw is 16 to 5, plus 320. In Villa are three to five, uh, minus one sixty-six. I mean, Sheffield United, we both took his dogs uh against Palace this week. And you get in front twice against the out of form Crystal Palace and still lose. That's not a good look. Like, I mean, they've got to do better there. They they just don't ever look like beating anyone. Uh the two-two home draw. Against West Ham last time is a kind a decent comparison game, although Villa are considerably better than West Ham. Um, and I watched obviously Villa quite closely because they were playing Newcastle. But you've been on to Villa recently, Baz. Um, you've kind of sussed them out as being a little bit dodgy, and now they've only got one win in five. Um, there's no real patterns. Um, three of the last four games for both teams would have cashed. Both teams to score with over two and a half. Um, so I think Villa can nick it 
Uh, maybe 2-1, maybe 3-1. But both teams to score in over two and a half goals is even money, Baz. Like I say, it would have hit three out of the last four for both sides. So I'm happy to take that at evens. Yeah, I'll take you 3-1 as well in this one. Um, three without a win now for Villa. And as you say, just one win and five in the league. And I, I think there was always going to be some regression in Villa. As you say, I've been saying it for weeks. I think the the position sort of flattened them a little bit. Um, and I do keep saying that's not me getting stuck in Villa because I've been quite happy to see Villa do okay and be up there pushing the big boys. Uh, and I think they'll still finish up having had a good season wherever they end up this season. But I think they were always going to drop away a little bit. And that is what we've seen. That said, Sheffield United aren't doing much themselves. I took them in a double chance against Palace. I took them as an outright dog against Palace. I thought they might get some in. They started well, but they're just so vulnerable at the back. They've conceded two or more goals in five of the last six games. The only time they didn't do that was a 4-0 win against Gillingham in the Cup. So doesn't really uh, factor into this. Look, the teams who, who've put a few past them as well. Palace put three past them. Brighton put five past them. And Luton put three past them recently. Um, I just think this is a good spot for Villa to bounce back. And I'm taking a decent price here for Villa to score three or more. Seven to four is the pick for me. One plus one, six, seven. Um, so, yeah, I'll take... I'll take a 3-1, yeah. Villa are going to score at least three. So Villa score three or more against Sheffield United. It's 7-4. Three or more, 7-4. Okie doke. Uh, we have got Johnny Junter. has uh, joined us in the chat, Johnny. Uh, from Toronto. Big uh, Blue Jays fan. Excellent Twitter follow um, as well. So good evening, Johnny. How are you? Um, I'll use that to uh, direct you to the MLB gambling podcast we're only about 30 days away something like that maybe even less from uh pitches and catches reporting in the mlb show will be ramping up its content really looking forward to uh, a little bit of baseball so thanks johnny what's johnny just hit it 12 to 1 120 12 to 1 12 to 1 second half second half parley in the uh in the man united game yeah we were uh we were excited earlier on thinking wolves had Snatched a, uh, a draw, Johnny, but um, Man United, as they have done for 48 years, uh, kicked me in the bollocks in the last second. But yeah, uh, nice to have you here, Johnny. I appreciate your uh, support. Bournemouth against Forest is the first game on Sunday, two o'clock kickoff. Um, what's that? 9 a.m. Eastern time. Bournemouth are 7 to 10, minus 142, 3 to 1 the draw. Um, and Nottingham Forest are seven to two plus three fifty. Barry. So I, I looked at this one before tonight's games, um, and I've wrote down here. Bournemouth have shown very little signs of regression. They, they've got the two defeats to Spurs. That's twice tonight. I've used the word regression. They seen that. That's good. Good that double regression. Yeah, pull that out twice. Um, that's it. Nothing else in the notes. So if you're on the over two and a half, I'll spoil it for you. Um, Bournemouth, <laughs> they've had two. They had the two defeats to Spurs and Liverpool, but either side of that, the form's really solid. They'd won six of eight before tonight with the two defeats to, to those two sides I've just mentioned. So what we're now, six wins in nine following the 1-1 draw tonight. Plenty of goals for them, though. In those uh, six games that they had won before this evening, their last six wins have all saw them score two or more goals. And they scored three against Forest in the reverse fixture just a few weeks ago when they won 3-2. 
Um, I really like Bournemouth here. I think Forrest have gone a little bit off the boil after their little sort of new manager bounce. Wins against Newcastle and Man United. They've picked up very little since. And I'm going to take Bournemouth to get a win at home at 7-10. So Bournemouth to beat Forrest at 7-10 for me, Morgan. Yeah, that's just the kind of tempting price in it, Baz. This, uh, yeah, the, just enough. It's on the skinny side, but yeah, a decent parlay piece. Um, I find this really tricky, Baz. Um, Bournemouth had lost two in a row. Probably should have beat West Ham tonight. Um, but the, the defeats were against Liverpool and Tottenham. Um, but they still only got three wins in ten at home. I just didn't like the three to four, Baz. I thought it was a little bit too short. Um, Forrest did okay against Arsenal. Um, their goal came too late, really. There has been lots of goals in Forest games, 3-5, 3-4 and 5. Um, but they're not winning enough either. And they're certainly not um, a big enough price for me to want to take them here. Therefore, Barry, um, I don't want to use the word analyst, but I am quite a stats-heavy sort of handicapper, you know. I'm, I'm into it. Like, uh, so... Uh, I went to corners market this time. And this wasn't actually because I used Forrest as a corners play in it one last time. Again, pure coincidence. Uh, Bournemouth averaging under six corners per game. Um, Forrest actually ranked 19th in the league in corners, um, 80 in their 22 games. Um, so well under uh, four per game. So the total, I, um, I crunched the numbers, Baz. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, and I got to around 9.5. Under 11 corners, Barry, is even money. Kin hell, it's like license to print the stuff that. Um, under 11 corners, uh, even money is going to be my pick for Bournemouth against Nottingham Forest. Next, two o'clock, Chelsea taking on Wolves. Chelsea are three to five, minus 166. Um, the draw is three to one. Wolves are nine to two. Still got no idea what Chelsea are playing at ever. Um, I don't know what the... I mean... Right, okay, they got humped last night and probably deservedly, um, although they should have had at least two penalties. You probably talk about this, Baz, because you seem more agitated than me about it. But the the important thing here was that it, I think it, it would have been the first goal. Everyone knows that the first goal of a game is incredibly important. And the first Chelsea penalty was at nil-nil. So if they get in the lead then, it, it does completely change the game. Um after that, they were still absolutely soft to shake. But Liverpool have done that to a lot of teams. They've had um, Liverpool are saying they were like people claiming they were lucky against Newcastle, lucky against Chelsea. They had about sixty-eight shots in the two games. Uh, Darwizzy had an absolutely mental game last night. Um, so they have won four in a row at home, Chelsea, um, which surprised me because they've only won five at home all season. But they're still too short. They're impossible to bet. Um, Wolves' form is all over the place. And even tonight's game is a microcosm of that. Even within one game tonight, they showed great stuff where they can come back, they can score three goals. But for large parts of the game, they weren't even in it. Um, so Wolves are just head-scratching as well. Um, so again, Baz, I dived into the uh, numbers, hashtag analyst, um, and I came up with a really weird one. Um, Chelsea, um, seven penalties in 22 games. And should have had two last night. So there's at least that you can add them on if you want. Um, and they have conceded uh, four. So that's 11 penalties in their 22 games, 50% strike rate. Um, I made these notes before Wolves got a penalty tonight. Wolves have conceded five penalties, which is second 
uh, in the league. They've only won one. Now make that two. Um, a penalty in the game is five to two. Baz plus two fifty. Uh, there's been a penalty in half the Chelsea games. That makes, in my mind, that makes that an even money shot. Um, so yeah, plus two fifty. I'm going to take a penalty to be taken. Uh, it doesn't have to go in, and it doesn't have to beat the Chelsea penalty to be awarded in Chelsea Wolves five to two plus two fifty. It's funny that because I looked at that market for a different game, the Man U West Ham game, and I didn't go over it in the end because I didn't like what I saw. Um, okay. But I did look at the penalty table as, as to who would add the most. Um, it's obviously Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, who have had the most. But um, yeah, funny that you you delved into that more because I did look at myself, but although I didn't find anything on this one, I, I did. I thought Chelsea were poor last night. They were definitely on the wrong end of. A few poor decisions, two bad penalty decisions, and just about every 50-50, every time Liverpool went down, free kick, and the other way. Just, it's that thing you said earlier in the season is when Klopp goes off on one and they write their letters and all of this shite, it's so they know they'll get some decisions later in the season. Paul Tierney is the one who Klopp's ranted and raved about most in the past. Uh, he got a two-match ban for going mad, basically accusing Paul Tierney of being a cheat. Liverpool fans don't want Tierney doing any of the games. And then you get to last night and Tierney gives nothing to Chelsea all night long. Those two pens, oh, the pens, um, slick rake, I'll say they're not. I spoke to a mate of mine who's a Liverpool fan today and he'll say they're not. Have a look. Just compare the two of them to the two that Liverpool got against Newcastle. And I know I'm bringing that back up because that's the game that sticks in my mind. But the, we're told in the Newcastle game, Liverpool fans say, well, there's contact. There's contact, so it's a penalty. Diaz, there was, was minimal on contact that. on Diaz. Huh? Carragher was the worst on that. He was tying himself in knots. He could be a contortionist in Roberto De Zerbi's circus, tying himself in knots just to say that they were penalties. Exactly. Well, Carragher came out and said last night the Conor Gallagher one wasn't a penalty. No. But for <laughs> me, the clearest day, um, he admitted the other one was a penalty. He thought Nkunku was a pen. He thought Conor Gallagher wasn't. And it's just the inconsistency. That's the thing that gets on people's tits. <laughs> Look at the one Wolves got tonight for Man United. Absolutely. Yeah, that was horrible. That. And, and again, that's that's what you look at. You're sort of looking at the comparison. You're seeing these soft ones given over and over again. But then last night, there's two of them in one game. And and, and it was it was like instant. The only thing I'd say, that, and, there's, and there's nothing. Is the consistent there is an element of consistency because they're not changing any decisions. So last night the referee didn't give either. We're sit, we've sat here all year, and as most football fans have said, is kick VR out the game. So the ref doesn't give a pen. So the VR doesn't change it. So actually, it wasn't a VR problem last night. The ref didn't give either pen, so he just stayed on. Tonight the ref did give the pen. So again, VR stayed out of it. I agree with tonight. Um, I agree with tonight more. I would think. I think there wasn't enough to overturn it tonight, but I feel there was enough last night because it. it Conor Gallagher's through, and he doesn't go down early, and he doesn't go down easy. He's taken out, and and the one on one on Kunku is a solid boot in the ankle. Or the it just it's garbage. Listen, don't exactly as you say. I, it probably wouldn't have changed the outcome of the game because Liverpool were utterly dominant last night and Chelsea were garbage. But there was a chance to go 1-0 and there was a chance for them to get back to 3-2 with 15 minutes to go and that puts a completely different spin on the, the sort of last 15 minutes of the game. 
as I say, Liverpool deserved it. Liverpool played well, very well, and, and Chelsea were rubbish. But it's just frustrating seeing those things every week and just thinking, what is a pen? What isn't a pen? Um, I, just garbage. I can tell that the uh, Penaluna family chat must have been on fire because I could see your brother was on Twitter whinging about it as well. So I can see you, you and him must have been having a good chunter away. Did you make a pick in this game, Barry? We're talking about Chelsea Wolves. Oh, well, yeah, I thought we were on the <laughs> Liverpool game now. <laughs> yes, let's go on then. Um, no, we're not even close. <laughs> Christ. We better get a wriggle on. Um, <laughs> let's just, I'll, I'll just jump to it. I've spent all of my analysis here talking about Liverpool, despite the fact they're not involved in this game. Um, goals, over two and a half. It's hitting four of the last five for both teams. It's a little bit short, but nothing jumped out at me. I, I thought before tonight, I, I might had Wolves have got a good result against Man United, I might have been a bit tempted, but not enough for me. So the pick is over two and a half goals, Malcolm. It's seven to ten again. I've got a few short ones tonight. Short few- tonight, Baz. Uh, but I put a seven uh, to four and a fifteen to eight in there, so you know. Well, you don't out. have to explain yourself to me, son. Uh, yeah, as long as one of them's a penalty, uh, I'm quite happy with it. Uh, move on to Manchester United take on West Ham United, also at two o'clock on Sunday. Uh, Man United are seven to ten, Barry's favourite, uh, minus one forty two. The draw is three to one in West Ham, or at seven to two. Um, Baz, we land this back to you. Yeah, you can guarantee I'm not taking this seven to ten shot though, can't you? New Year's resolution. New Year's resolution, yeah. I struggled with this one and I left it deliberately as the last game on my card because they were both playing tonight. I wanted to sort of see how it how it went. Um to be honest, the benefit of watching those, so I watched the early part of the West Ham game, switched to Man United, and then watched the last part. Juggled between the two. I think the benefit of watching those two hasn't really helped me. In any way, um, had Man United struggled against Wolves, uh, I've wrote I wrote this twenty before the end, twenty minutes before the end, so they did struggle in the end. But I thought it had Man United struggled against Wolves, then West Ham would become an auto pick. Um, but at the time of writing, Man United were doing all right. West Ham aren't in brilliant form at the moment. Struggled to find many trends for goals, corners, cards. Nothing stood out at all on that. So I haven't backed Man United since Christmas. I won't back them here at this price. They might win, but they aren't getting my money at 7-10. to 10. Um, So then it's, can I make a case for West Ham? And I think I can. Ooh. And I don't want it to just sound like a broken record if Man United are playing, so let's take them to get beat every week. That's not how, it, how it'll work. Um, but they've had good wins already this season. They beat Spurs away from home. They beat Arsenal away from home in the league. And they beat Man United in the reverse fixture just a few weeks ago. 2-0 in that one. That's enough for me to think the price here, 16 to 5 plus 320, is a price worth taking. It is a bit of a hit and hope, genuinely, because I didn't, nothing jumped out of me for this one. And West Ham are so inconsistent. But at the prices, I'd just rather take West Ham of better than 3 to 1 rather than Man United at an odds on price. Uh, so the pick for me is, is West Ham to beat Man United 16 to 5. I just think the price is. is is tempting. And you can have seven to two bars because they're out to plus three fifty tonight, I think, on the back of the two results. And um, I'm completely in Utley on the other side. For a start, um, I'm fading West Ham, if you remember, all the second half of the season. Uh they're rubbish. They're absolutely rubbish. Um, they were garbage in the first half tonight. Um, they are absolutely overperforming, like they're gonna sink like a stone. And 
I need to find different ways of fading them. I got Sheffield United to, a couple of weeks ago against them to score. Um, didn't take them uh, tonight. And Manchester United have got their strongest side back. Um, they Sorry? They're still shite. Yeah, but they went and scored four goals again tonight. They, they scored four goals at the weekend as well against uh, Newport. But they've got Casemiro back. They've got... Um, Neil Morrison's butchers back off his sick leave. Um, he's back along from the fish counter. Um, Rashford's streaky. We know this. Um, he did nothing for months on end. And then he'll score. He scored a good goal tonight, but he'll score four more spawning ones in the next three games. Um, Man United going to beat them 4-0, Barry. My pick is Man United minus one and a half, uh, which is 13 to seven plus 185. So Courtney, Frank, uh, everybody else, all the Man United fans. That one is for you. Barry's shaking his head so much it might fall. I'm back on Saturday Please. to see Malcolm. Sat here in his Spider-Man pyjamas looking for more fun. Uh, not having Yes. Honestly. Well, oh, it might be the secret reverse mush, Baz. Um, when did Man, my, when did Man United last win on a handicap? Uh, don't say against Newport because that doesn't count. Yeah, wait, I'm not bothered. Baz, West Ham are absolutely cack. I mean, yeah. All the, between now and the end, of, I can't wait. I'm, I'm looking for. Um, I hadn't seen the fixtures. I was looking for. I wanted West Ham to be its home to Luton or its home to someone like that, just so you can get stuck. I want the big. I want three, four to one shots to turn West Ham over. West Ham are going to make us a fortune between now and May. Just getting beaten. They can, they can start off here. I'm not buying it, but um, the Titan game, the television game on. Um, Sunday afternoon game of the week, more than likely. Arsenal take on Liverpool. Um, Arsenal six to five plus one twenty. The draw thirteen to five plus two sixty. Liverpool twenty one to ten plus two ten. Bit like there was a game at the top of the show. Which one was it? Oh, Everton Tottenham. Um, and we said your immediate instinct is Tottenham. Uh, I looked at this and my immediate instinct was Liverpool. Um, and again, I couldn't find anything that talked me out of it. Uh, we saw the FA Cup game at the start of the month. Very, very similar. Both teams went pretty much full tilt. Liverpool just outgunned them. Um, and Liverpool at the minute are just so full of goals. They're in better form. I think the only place on the pitch where also a little bit stronger might be central midfield. Maybe. I like Odegaard and Rice. Uh, but Zabozlai and McAllister um, still doing all right. But Canati and Van Dijk are in good form. Bradley was great the other night. Don't like giving Liverpool any credit ever. Uh, but Bradley looked really good. Trent came off the bench. He was back fit. Robertson was back fit last week. Uh, he came off the bench against um, Norwich in the Cup. Darwin, did he stop at nine shots? Or did he get any more? Off? 11. He had 11. 11 shots. 11 shots on goal, five on target, four off the post. I think he became the first player to hit the post three times in the first half oh, of the game. I think he finished, finished four in total, didn't he? Um, Unbelievable. Um, he kicked that penalty really hard. I like that. It was fun. Um, so you also have to factor in, Barry, right? It would be negligent not to factor in the fact that they're lucky as fuck. It has to be. And other people might say, you can't factor that in. Where's the stat? I don't care. It's a fact. Like, the fact that they're dead lucky. Is a thing you have to put it in. Um, Liverpool are going to win twenty-one to ten plus two ten. I think just think it's the loud shoot them, the loud score them. 
Yeah, I mean, you've you've worded it slightly different with the word lucky, uh, but I've said you have to factor the same things in. Um, I, same as you, first instinct, Liverpool. Arsenal have stopped that slide, back-to-back wins, but Forest and Palace, who, who aren't particularly going well. Prior to that, they just won win in five league games. This is a bigger challenge, though, and Liverpool have got all the momentum. They're unbeaten 11 games. In the league, they've scored four goals in each of the last three games now. Um, I mean, certainly in the Newcastle and Chelsea games, there could easily have been more as well. Um, looking at the re- just the recent respective form of the two teams, I think Liverpool as underdogs at two to one just looks far too good. And like you say, there's something going on at the moment where every time you watch Liverpool, you just know they're going to get everything. It's that fairy tale everybody wants. Everybody wants to see Klopp win the title in his last season, don't they? We all want to see them celebrating on the last day. The officials certainly do. Um, all of the report, as everybody wants to. load of bollocks. But for the last few weeks, it has felt like they are getting the rub of the green. 50-50 decisions all going their way. And let's not take away from the performances because they are playing well. They're playing very well. And as I say, they've got that momentum. So I don't want to get stuck into them. I'm, I am a little bit tongue-in-cheek. I think they're a great price here. I think against Arsenal, a 2-1 to one in the current form of the two teams, I think is a really, really good price. My pick will also be Liverpool to win this one. I like the Liverpool team total as well. to score two or more goals, 5-4. to four. If someone wants to play it a little bit safer, if you think Arsenal might... Um, play their part, then you could go for the five to four plus one twenty-five on Liverpool team total. I mean, the team total could even be a ladder. As I see they've scored four against Chelsea, four against Newcastle, um, four against. I think it was five against Bournemouth, wasn't it? Um, tons of goals, tons of goals. But yeah, the pick for me just very simple. It's too big. Liverpool to win twenty-one to ten. I think I've got it plus two ten. Yes, that's right. Have it. Um... Slick Rick's taking a leaf out the uh, reverse, the reverse jinx, the reverse mush. Uh, he's he's got his bet on Arsenal uh, just to ensure uh, a Liverpool win. Well done, Rick. That's the spirit. Uh, Monday night, uh, Brentford take on Manchester City. Uh, Brentford thirteen to two, plus six fifty. The draw is uh, sixteen to five, plus three twenty, and Manchester City are minus two twenty two, um, just a shade over. Two to one on. Um, Baz, finish us off. I have made a pick while we've been uh, talking bollocks here, so I've got one. Uh, in fact, it was dead easy, Baz, but yeah, you can uh, lead us off. It is easy. I haven't got much on this one. Brentford games are it's full easy. of goals at the minute. Uh, back-to-back three twos. They had one win, one loss. Uh, they also had a 2-2 in the Cup recently, which finished 3-2 in injury, extra time. So three three twos in a row, if you look at it that way. Nine of the last 10 games have seen both teams to score. And 13 games now for Brentford without a clean sheet. City, on the other hand, have scored 11 in the last four Premier League games. And they've scored three or more in three of those four. So good good, good goal scoring form for City coming back into this one. Quite a straightforward one for me. And it's a one I should have took last night. I should have just took City to score three. Instead, I took them to win by three. And that late goal stitches me up. City to score three, here's plus money. Uh, Brentford can get as many as they want. I don't care. Man City will score three goals against Brentford at 11 to 8 plus 137. Um, I'm out on Brentford. I watched them last night. Obviously, they've got the noses in front. And um, there's quite an unpleasant kind of side to Brentford creeping in. I think it's the, the twisty managers starting to annoy. Um, he's getting on my uh, tit list radar. 
And when they they wasted a lot of time last night. Um, when they got one, they looked, they were all going down, clutching their face at corners. They were minging. And then they got absolutely over. And they only got back into it because of a moment of madness from Udogi. Uh, with the with the back pass that allowed Ivan Tony to score. I think Man City are absolutely going to roast them here. In great form, um, scoring goals for fun. If they do score those three goals, um, I'm not having Brentford. I think Ed Brentford could be in a little bit of bother. I think I tipped them over Christmas to go down. Um, and I think they still could be in a little bit of uh, shit. But City on the handicap is plus money bars. Um, dead straightforward for me. I think City are at least two goals better than Brentford. Uh, so City minus one and a half. Um, it's 15 to 13 plus 115. And then I think, Baz, that has uh, got us to the end of that. Um, you didn't talk about Brentford. Did you see Neil Mope last night when he scored the go ahead goal? Well, it was all a bit childish, wasn't it? He did the whole Madison thing, and then obviously afterwards they're all doing it back to him. And a little bit of a scuffle, weren't there? At some point, Madison obviously didn't like it. But yeah, Mope yeah. ended up looking a bit silly. Um, but I. Why everyone Mopey has to... went too early, and even Mopey admitted that he went too early. Like you, you, you can knock that celebration on the 84th minute when you put them 2 0 up, you, you, when you're safe, but like you're asking for trouble. No, I looked at that because everyone there was a, all the social media going, Oh, look at all this controversy. And I looked at it, and it was just grown men acting like Bella and so quickly got over Um, you didn't play yeah, your man, did, did you not have some uh, your highlight from the Man United Newport game? I didn't download it, Baz, while well, mention it, because yeah. I don't know if any of our Americans... We'll bring it, up, we'll bring it, we'll bring it up on the weekend. I'll sort it out. All right, yeah. There's an excellent clip on uh, BBC Radio Wales yeah, um, we'll, from, we'll the, from the radio commentary of uh, Newport County versus Manchester United last week. Um, so a lot of people in this country would have heard it because it's done their rounds. But uh, we download the audio because it is funny. It's worth... It's worth uh, some listening to live rather than me telling you about it. Barry, exotic stuff. Do you want to lead off or do you want to go second? Absolutely. You love it. Slick wriggle like this because it's a contrast to all of my Liverpool um, morning. Uh, so my underdog of the week is Liverpool at 2-1. to one. Uh, I don't mind West Ham as an underdog as well. You totally hate that. My scorer of the week, Malcolm, is Darwin Nunes. 9-4. to four. Hey, Captain Chaos. Just a big price, isn't it, for a bloke who had 11 shots on goal last night? What price is he? A nine to four, anytime goal scorer. That's a big, big price. You've got for someone who's getting as many chances every, every three or four games, he will not one of the main. Um, even if it's an accident, he'll he'll score one eventually. So, uh, I like yeah, yours nine, much better than I like mine. Mine's half nine, the price, four. and yours is twice as likely. Yeah, so that's an R sniffer of the week. Darwin Nunes, anytime, 94. First goal scorer or last goal scorer, 13 to 2, plus 650. Uh, so, yeah, really like those. Um, my accumulator is a fourfold over two and a half goals. It's Brighton v Palace, Chelsea v Wolves, Arsenal v Liverpool, and Brentford v City. It's an overs league, Malcolm. All four of them Brentford to be league. over two and a half. Is seven to one, so that's Brighton Palace, Chelsea Wolves, Arsenal, Liverpool, Brentford City over two and a half goals, seven to one. And I'll finish, Malcolm, because we went close this week. I've got you a card treble again. Um, you've got no god for Brentford, Palmieri for West Ham, and Jack Robinson for Sheffield United. 35 to one treble. Take the doubles as for a little bit of a bit of an insurance. Take the doubles, you'll get eight or nine to one for each of the doubles at least. Um, no god. 
Palmieri, Jack Robinson's your three for a cord treble this week. Um, I've no idea how Norgard didn't get sent off last night for Brentford. He could have had seven, he got one yellow card, should have had about four. Um, right, so my underdog is going to be Liverpool, 21 to 10, has to be. Um, my Acker, I've nearly won this one. Bloody Pat Foster, where is he walking his dog? He mushed it this morning um, because I won last week and then I had two out of three. And I just needed West Ham board with over two and a half tonight. Um, so I couldn't uh, go back to back. But it's a money line treble pass. It's dead simple. Uh, Newcastle are going to win against Luton. Aston Villa are going to win against Sheffield United. And Tottenham are going to roll Everton over. Um, so that's just over four to one. It's plus 415. Uh, so money line treble on Newcastle Villa. Tottenham. And for my goal scorer, although I do like yours much better than I like mine, um, Alexander Izak is injured, so Anthony Gordon's going to play up top for Newcastle. He looked really sharp the other night, got in some great positions, um, probably should have scored um, at least one and had a couple of other chances. So, yeah, he's going to play um, straight down the middle for Newcastle against Luton Town at the weekend. He is 9-2 first and last in 7-5 plus 140 uh, to score at any time. But I do think Newcastle could be valued for... Uh, two or three goals, and he's going to be the centre forward, so it looks like good value. So, AG10, uh, Anthony Gordon, 7 to 5 plus 140. Baz, anything else to tell the people about? We get 40, 34 seconds more, and we'll probably get wrong off Sean and Ryan. They don't like yeah. it if you go over one hour 10. I've got, I've got stuff I could talk about, but I'm not doing it tonight because we've gone on far too long. Other than people get reviews in Spotify, we need three more to get to 100. So if you're on Spotify, make sure you give us a five-star review. And if you're on Apple, we haven't had a review on there for a while, so get that done. And if you're on YouTube, hit the thumbs up. There we go. Do you think in the 40... Does, it count the, does the music count over 110? Because if it yeah. does... Right, I probably should stop talking. And thanks, everyone. Uh, we'll be back probably Sunday uh, and we will see you down the road. Cheers. Mm-hmm.